Come plan your dream wedding all in one day at the 17th Annual Newport Bridal Show on March 3rd. Meet with more than 80 top wedding professionals at two of Newport's most romantic venues, Rosecliff and Ocean Cliff Mansions. Visit NewportBridalShow.net to buy your ticket today. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show. It's the show that's all about having the most fun possible on this beautiful peninsula, Cape Cod, USA. My name is Eric Williams, and Mung is here, and Greg is here. Hello. Big show today, fellas. Really big as we swing into February 2019 on Cape Cod. The slush is all around us. The excitement is building as we spring towards spring. Weather forecast for this weekend on Cape Cod. Saturday, February 23rd looks mostly sunny with a high near 40. And that sounds nice. Sunday rain mainly before 2, but a high near 48. So warm times roll on on Cape Cod. 48, you said? It's crazy. I mean, this this is is February. The winter that never was. Uh, Sort of. Oh, mostly, man. mostly. Thus far, please knock wood on that. Well, please. We'll see. Do you remember what happened last year? Don't start with it. Forget about last year. Do you remember year. March? Who cares? March. Winter's over. Four. <laughs> Nor'easters. Catalogs. In a row. Get the tomatoes rolling. Turn over that compost and let's keep living and thinking warm. Your tides this weekend on Cape Cod for Saturday, February twenty third. You got your high tides. Oh, let's see. Right around two o'clock ish. Then three o'clock ish. On Sunday, so early morning, low tides, warm weather. It's fun to be on the big beach when it's warm out and there's not too much wind. So maybe a big beach stroll on Cape Cod this weekend. Figure out which way the wind is coming and maybe go the other way. You got to watch out for that wind this time of year. It can be a chilly companion. And nothing better, guys. Nothing better to warm you up on chilly days after walks on the beach. How about ramen noodles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Now, Mung and I were up in Boston recently and enjoyed the wonderful city of Boston. It seems to be a grouping of a large population in a small area. It's a city, Greg. Oh, no. And I was thinking as I walked around, (laughs) I'm glad people like living in cities and skyscrapers and apartments, because what if everybody said, you know, I'd like about five acres of land, my own house, and I really need some room. What if everyone wanted to live that way? There'd be no room for anybody. We're running out of room. So, so it's, luckily, a lot, it's a lot more convenient to cram them into a small it's space. It's not cram. It's a lifestyle choice. And one of the reasons people like to live in cities is because they can get ramen noodles left and right, mm-hmm. like Mung and I did. Oh, I yearn for ramen. What was the name of that place we went to, Mung? Wagamama. Oh. <laughs> Take it easy. We uh, went to Wagamama up in Boston and these big bowls of noodles and then veggies and meat inside the ramen bowl and... Man, pretty cheap, great eats on a cold day, nothing better than that. And so that's one of the great benefits of the city. And then when we got back to Cape Cod, we started thinking, Greg, you know, we were thinking ramen. Oh, yeah. Where can we get our ramen on on Cape Cod? We're we're localizing our ramen desires. We go to the big city, and all of a sudden, we need that ramen to keep going back here on Cape Cod. And luckily, there are at least... Two ramen things going on on Cape Cod. Good. This is great ramen news. All right. So, Noodle Night is Tuesdays at Max Fish House in Provincetown on Champagne Road. 
Here's the deal there. Okay, you get your baseball for 10 bucks. Includes broth, ramen noodles, shiitake mushrooms, bok choy bean sprouts, and scallions. That's pretty good right there. Mm. Now you can add some toppings for extra money, like braised pork belly. Ooh. Oh. Marinated fried chicken, tofu. You can add salmon, sashimi, altitama. That's marinated soft-boiled egg, ajitama. Pickled vegetables or nori. That's roasted seaweed or something called a chili bomb. Roasted chili paste. Mm. So, I mean, you add these Whoa. things to your bowl. You're up in P-Town. That sounds fabulous. Oh, Greg. Fabulous. Seriously. I mean, that's an aquarium we can all swim in, right? This is the time of year to eat ramen. It's good for the soul on a cold winter night because, you know, in the in the summer when it's like 70 or 80 degrees, I'm not sure if ramen really, really flies. But right now, oh. it's time for ramen. So that's one place. Noodle Night Tuesdays at Max Fish House in Provincetown. And yes, there's even another choice. Two ramen things on the Cape? That's right. Whoa, whoa Noodle whoa. Night, and it's spelled here N and about 17 O's and then a duel at the end. Noodle Night Ooh, at the Sunbird. Noodle Night. I think it's the Sunbird Cafe, uh, Route 6A in Orleans. I've heard a lot of good things about this place, and I've never eaten there. I, they say their toast is excellent. They do a lot of breakfast, and someone told me their toast is just at the top of the toast pyramid on oh, Cape Cod. interesting. Wow, if you can master huh. toast, you can master anything. Yeah, Thank seriously. you, Grasshopper. That's right. <laughs> master your toast and all things will come. <laughs> but anyway, they've got noodle nights on Fridays from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, here's their copy. It's cold out there. So dive into our hot, brothy noodle bowls for some warmth and comfort. Take in all the good vibes you've been longing for all week. While sipping sake, craft cocktails, beer, and wine. Recharge the battery, the soul, the mind. It's fun, it's filling, it's Sunbird Noodle Night! Every Friday, 5 to 9 p.m. That sounds good, man. Nice so copy. That's nice wow. snappy well, copy that's, from that's, Sunbird right that's good. there. Did they say jump into something hot and brothy? Just imagine climbing into a giant ramen noodle bowl. <laughs> uh, you know, in you go, and your friends are in the bowl, and you're all like, oh, I'll have some of that noodle. It's like a ramen hot tub. Oh, man. Oh, my God. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> jump in, broth, jets. It's the hot tub bubbly. you eat. <laughs> that's crazy. I don't think it goes quite to that extent, but that's a couple kind of warmy noodly winter thoughts right there and that's kind of see that's what happens Mung when you go to the big city hmm inspiration you get to all mm-hmm. sorts of sophisticated things happening noodles flying everywhere Greg yeah wow so that was fun you know guys we love to drink here on the Cape Cod Fun Show all the time Greg you're drinking right now <laughs> <laughs> oh no he's got a handle he's tipping it up <laughs> that's a uh, poor guy uh, no no we like to drink in moderation occasionally here on the Fun Show absolutely that's, that's what keeps it fun it's hmm. not the drinking uh, enormous amounts of things it's just the good things but you don't want to go too far because then you can't talk it gets all slurry so moderation so how many drinks do you like to have if you're tying one on, Greg? A uh, uh, couple, I think. Two drinks. Yeah. Mung's a one-drink wonder. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> of, yeah. Like, like, just like 12 ounces of, of the, uh, of the alcohol. I'm like rolling around on the floor. <laughs> People are taking viral videos of oh, me. Oh, no. Like drooling. And <laughs> That's too bad. Swear, swearing in different well, languages. Well, l- let's find a way to um, pull yourself together here and celebrate National Margarita Day. What? Woo! Now, that is an unusual drink uh, that I don't drink too often because tequila, uh, I don't know, makes me nervous. It just sounds like trouble can start with tequila. Hmm. It's got that sort of sassy. Trouble with a capital T. Yeah, that's right. It's tequila. 
Well, anyway, here's a party. <laughs> Guapa's Tortilla Shack will again host a party for National Margarita Day and raise money with its bash to benefit Big Brothers Big Sisters of Cape Cod and the Islands. So the event, uh, let's see, for $10, a donation at the door, includes access to a salsa bar, appetizers, tequila samples, and music from a DJ. A heated outdoor tent will allow for overflow access. Boy, that's a party. February that's in a, a parking lot, of, lot on Cape Cod. That's a mm-hmm. lot of people, right? Yeah, fueled you know I mean? by tequila so, yeah. and, and uh, raising money for the Big Brothers Big Sisters. Great you idea. can buy raffle tickets, so it's for a good cause. That's 5 to 8 p.m. on Friday at Guapo's Tortilla Shack, 136 Route 6A in Orleans. I've been there. That's a fun space. You yeah, know, we love yeah, Guapa. Yeah, you know, good food love- there. Yeah. Good drinks. I don't really like tequila, you know, kind of by itself, having a shot of tequila. Uh, that would kind of freak me out. But I do love a good margarita. The saltiness. They put the salt on the rim there. Mm, mm. I like that. Mm. Greg, you love mixed drinks with all sorts of flavorings, right? Oh, the fruitier, the better. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What's the truth, Greg? What is the truth about you? And- I, like, I like it pure. Like... You can drink tequila, but it has to be a good quality. If it's not, it's like going down. It's like fire. It's, oh, man. But if it's, but if it's good, it's smooth. I like it sort of pure, you know, pure bourbon, just sitting up, no kind of mix. I don't know, man. I feel like you drink too much tequila and you end up in like a Farrelly Brothers movie, like drunken drunker, you know, and things are happening and bad things are happening. And all of a sudden you're in a van and it's headed for New Jersey and you don't know what's going to happen. They're going to put you on a container ship and you're going to have to find your way home. Bad times ahead. I think you can't, I don't know, I always get the sense you can't like control it as much. If, If it's mixed, you don't know what's there. You don't know what to expect. All right. You're sitting there. Everything's going fine. All you right. think you got control. Suddenly, you're on the floor. Cut them off. No margaritas for Greg on National Margarita Day this Friday with a big party at Guapo's. And I have to say, too, about tequila. I remember being uh, at the bomb shelter and... The bartender poured me a free shot, and it was tequila, and it was pretty big, and everyone was slamming them down. And, man, it took all I could do to go, oh, here we go. I'm facing my enemy. And then, yeah. Did you feel like a man after? Down it went. Did no, you? I felt like, how you doing, everybody? <laughs> Help me, someone. Can I have a light, light, light beer? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, if you can't get to the Upper Cape for a National Margarita Day, uh, San Diego's in Hyannis is known for their uh, margaritas. I was recently there for a birthday party, and they had some really good margaritas, including one of their signature ones. It's called the Lime and the Coconut Margarita. Ooh. Drink it all up. 1800 Coconut Tequila, uh, Beach Key Lime Liqueur, Splash of Pineapple Juice, Sweet and Sour Mix, with a little toasted coconut on the rim with a wedge of fresh pineapple. Um, so, yeah, they got frozen margaritas, all sorts of stuff. Stuff. And they even have a mega margarita there, which I think they said was like 22 ounces. Mega it, margarita. It's like huge. Like they're big. Ask for the big size. But it was like, yeah, it was like over 20 ounces. But it was like $17. And I was like, that's a lot of margarita. For that, one that, drink? That, yeah. But wow. it, was, it was huge. It's, wow. it's like the, like two margaritas in one. But but certainly you're like, man, I feel what? like I get a whole meal for $17. Does, does it come in like a kid's beach pail? <laughs> <laughs> they just put it on the table there? It, it, like... it was a big boy. But yeah. 
yeah, my friends were a little uh, shocked at uh, you know how much they're paying for a huge uh, margarita, but Good you grief. certainly got a lot of drink out of that one. <laughs> now you don't drive home after one of those. No, right? no, uh, you no, roll no. home. Oh, no, man, someone someone rolls you. Yeah, you call right. up Lyft. Now uh, that's uh, enough about this drinking. Now we have to sleep this off and move on to a new topic, gentlemen. Now, Mung, you just asked me moments before we went on the air. What can you do in Provincetown? Is there anything cool to do in Provincetown? Yes, especially in the off-season. Is anything open in this magical land? What's going on in Provincetown if you wanted to go up on a February weekend? Now, I don't know everything, but I do know a lot of bars and restaurants are open. And I also know that this could be a really fun night. The Improvincetown Comedy Ensemble will kick off its second season Saturday at Provincetown's Pilgrim House with a show the group has billed as a mix of raunch and class. Mm. Kind of like this oh, show right here. Totally. Raunch and class. More raunch, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So this sounds really great. The um, in Provincetown Comedy Ensemble, 7 o'clock Saturday at the Pilgrim House. That's 336 Commercial Street in Provincetown. It's a $20 ticket. And I saw one of the in Provincetown Comedy Ensemble do a story at a story slam at the Mosquito Story Slam recently in Provincetown, and she was really funny. Mm. Which makes me think this group of crazies doing improv in the middle of the winter in Provincetown could be a very silly and wonderful night. And to celebrate, let's do that improv piece we were working on. Okay, Mung, you lead off. You are a shoe salesman, and you're having trouble with Greg the customer and action. Greg, how did your feet swell up so big? I'm having trouble wedging this uh, stiletto in there. I came to this store because I thought you guys could fit anything onto my swelled up foot. What, what is your problem? I'm the stiletto police. I'm sorry. There's been an offense against good taste. You'll have to come with me, Greg. And you, stiletto boy, go away forever. <laughs> oh, no. That was uh, that was called Stiletto Boy. We eventually get it on his foot. Oh, man. Chapter 2, uh. the shoehorn. <laughs> okay, drag it in here, boys. We're going to need some leverage. <laughs> in which Greg finally gets his dream stiletto. I've always wanted stilettos. Oh, man. But that sounds like fun. I mean, I, I didn't know. I went to the Story Slam. Uh, and I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And it was so funny and such a warm event. I imagine improv is kind of the same thing where you're hoping someone says something funny. Oh, local comedy is hilarious. You don't always have to, you know, listen to the national acts of comedians on Netflix when you have them right in your own community. And it almost seemed to me better, at least from that story slam. Everyone's rooting for a good time. And so they want people to be funny and they're giving them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Unless someone really tanks. And then they're just ruthless. Vicious. They'll tear them apart and tar and feather them and take them over the town line into Truro and just dump them right there. Wow. Right by Pilgrim Lake. <laughs> Not easy. You know, guys, uh, this recent spate of weather uh, was rather fortunate, at least for me, because I was able to corral a little bit of time out in the woods cross-country skiing. And you know how much I wait for this every year. And as we touched upon before, the weather's been ridiculous this winter. Not much snow. If it does snow, it, does, it disappears. The snow's disappearing outside as we record this. But I was able to capture two really good days. And my skis are still in my car right now, just hoping. But it's out there. Cross-country skiing is possible. And the joy of zipping through the woods 
like a water bug on snow is so profound and such a good workout that I just had to say, let's hope for a little more snow this winter so we can get out. No, no. no. Oh, guys. I Come mean, on. It, was, it was so no. great. I went out with my daughter the first day. We did a bunch of miles in the woods. Where? Uh, uh, Lombard Hollow and Paradise Hollow in Wellfleet. So oh. there are trails. Trails? Uh, yes. They're kind of like National Seashore Fire Roads. Oh, okay. Which sure. are really good because they're wide enough to go on. It's not like a walking trail where your poles would be sort of catching if it was a narrow trail. If these fire trails hold snow... You've got this incredible ski park all to yourself. I mean, there's some hills and stuff where you have to be careful, but you're just charging around. And the only thing you worry about is maybe that coyote and his buddies who are triangulating me are after me. Go! And that's the one thing I worry about when I'm that far out. But what joy, man. And uh, Tuesday afternoon I went. I worked the early shift, so I went up to the woods about 3 o'clock, and it was all frozen. And I was flying. And man, what a great thing. So I'm sorry. I'm rooting for more snow and more experiences like that. But they are hard to find this winter on Cape Cod. And the sadness melts. Good. So were you doing like slalom? Or were you doing like no, the, the crazy country. downhill skiing? No, it's like cross country where you're like your feet come up in the back. And you're like, like going down like 100 miles an hour. There are sometimes a, a hill where you're like, oh man, because the things are kind of attached to your toes. And they're a little difficult to do turns with. There's not much room. So a lot of mm. times there is panic. I actually had to go into a controlled fall at one point <laughs> when I was destined for this giant uh, tree trunk that was tipped over. And I had to fall over and go... Pff, 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 but it's so much fun. Oh, my God. Cross-country ski on Cape Cod. Maybe we'll never get to do it anymore. Let's hope. Yeah. What? No, I'm, I'm glad you get enjoyment no from snow. the snow. Seriously. And, you know, I feel bad for all the kids who like to sled over at the, uh, the county court complex there. But I would rather have none of this and call this the best winter ever on Cape Cod. Knock on wood. This is assuming we have a mild March. I looked at a two-week forecast ahead of time into March, and we're still seeing temperatures in the mid to high 30s. So I'm kind of confident that we may not have a ridiculous March like last year. Again, what, again, what do I know? I'm not a meteorologist. but If it's going to be blah in 30s, why not make it like uh, snowy and high 20s and this fun playland? opens up before us and why are you against kids of Cape Cod sledding that's a rite of passage and something that teaches character and strength and uh, and now you're taking it away from the kids because because the kids are not there helping Mung off the ground <laughs> when he slips on extremely icy um, areas of walkways when it gets cold and snowy and then the aftermath and then it freezes overnight and Mung can barely walk and he's falling it's like some some like Benny Hill skit or something <laughs> and that's the problem what I have with snow and ice well the problem really Greg is is Mung wears that giant snow suit you know they, well that's the problem you get yeah. zippered into it in the morning and it's if he falls in yeah. it he can't get up i can't even bend he's my just, arms he's just he's there no forever room. yeah he's, he's like in a cocoon uh, get move and so i mean eventually right. maybe like the dpw will come over <laughs> they just kind of have to roll me like like the the girl who turned into a blueberry on willy wonka they're like push him over to the oompa loompas maybe, maybe maybe they can save him grab that rope
get him up. <laughs> so, so as few incidents as those, the better for me in the winter. I don't know. So I'm counting down. We got one more month until the start of spring. No, I think we're losing character. Without a winter that's kind of tough and no. has cross-country skiing, uh, we're losing our jerky, tough New England character. We're like the Florida of New, uh, New England right now. It'll come back next year. It always does. It always, it's, no. It's, 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 no. What if it's, it's changed forever? It's a mild winter, and next winter is going to be horrible. Oh. It's gonna, you know, you're going to have ice dams and all this stuff. Greg, we're not about the long view on this program. We're about immediate panic. So, I mean, you and your <laughs> graph paper can get the heck out of here if you're going to be like that, if you're going to be like the sober voice of reason. Okay. And, and if it comes back next year, that just gives us a whole other year to move to the Azores or oh, something, man. something warm. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Although it's snowing in Vegas. We've got to cancel our trip. They've had snow like twice this week in Vegas. In what? Vegas? That's right. It's in the desert. How can it snow in the desert? Well, Greg. Right? Uh, what, been what? through the desert on a horse with no name. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Ah. Felt good to get out of the snow. <laughs> oh, dear. A little love for America there? Oh, I know. I know. I know what you're quoting. We love America. Jeez. That's right. That's right. All right. Now, this is something peculiar, Mung, that you have thrust before me. This seems to have been stuck in your craw, and perhaps you need to floss it right now on the show. Mm. This is called the episode in which Mung eats a prime rib at Captain Parker's Pub and muses about high-priced steakhouses. So the evidence in so far is that you apparently appear at one point at Captain Parker's Pub. Of course, that's on Route 28 in West Yarmouth. And then, what happened? Oh, yes. When I got there, I heard of their prime rib special and started drooling immediately. Because uh, speaking about that Boston trip, where Eric and I were up in Boston, I swung by a steakhouse, I was like looking at the prices, and then I kind of was like shocked because some of them range from like 35 to 55 to $60 for a steak. And then I was like, man, I feel like I can buy a, uh, a used cow for that. That seems like a lot of a lot of money for a steak. So uh, that reminded me of a great what's, trip. What's the difference between a new cow and a used cow? <laughs> or is it just a cow? Or? One that just has kind of been sitting on the shelves for a while. Oh. And they just need to get rid of it. Oh. So I was like, 60 bucks. Man, I could go to Captain Parker's on a weekday. And they have this fifteen nine. 99 prime rib special and it was so delicious it i don't know if you'd like it, eric but it was bathed in au jus which is like the best bath you could take it's like <laughs> meat meat drippings you don't want to take a bath in meat drippings no one oh, wants yes. that it was delicious and then you dip your steak into it and it was a fat chunky piece and it was so delicious fat, and chunky then, piece. and then you had like i had half of it leftovers and i shaved it nice and thin for prime rib sandwiches afterward and and it was like two meals for fifteen ninety nine, and I was like, "Who needs that sixty dollars steak?" Is that the way the world really works? Is that as good as a super steak? What happens in a super steakhouse? Maybe the steaks are incredibly super steaks. I have no idea. I, I have Greg, no you, idea. Greg, you spent years in high priced steakhouses, weren't you? Like <laughs> dealing blackjack, and you had a cravat. Yeah, <laughs> and Riverboat Greg, right? That was your yeah. name. <laughs> and I ate stick au poivre every night. Ooh, mm. and frites. Home frites, baby. Hey, frites. So that means that the uh, prime rib lover on Cape Cod has the opportunity to get that beef satisfaction without the incredible uh, entry price of a high-priced steakhouse. That's right. But prime rib, I have to say, and I'm sure it's delicious, 
I'm intimidated by prime rib. Why? It's because like all of a sudden, all of a sudden someone puts Australia in front of me, and it's a piece of meat, <laughs> and I gotta go through the outback, get to the other side, yeah. and it's so much beef. It's enormous, right? Isn't it just this incredible volume? It's you so just, big. You just start like halfway through, you keep thinking, "Oh my god." What I, I like about prime rib though is that uh, it seems like the easiest steak to get it cooked the way you like it. Like if you say a medium prime rib, you know it's gonna come out nice and pink, but not too raw so yeah that's what I like a nice pink prime rim I don't know it just sounds indecent somehow mm. like we should step away from the meat machine and become uh, vegans like you Greg yeah it's like a prime rib orgy or something it's just yes, it's yes. too much it's too much too it's too much well I don't know what you guys are talking about because I'm about to draw my own bath with some meat juice <laughs> so you got three taps on your bathtub? <laughs> hot, cold, cold, and meat juice? Oh, yes. <laughs> little mm. hot, little gravy. All right. Well, that was... Uh, but, I mean, everyone says Captain Parker's Pub is the best, right? Yep. Uh, I mean, yep. Yep. the chowder is award-winning. Uh, the price the yeah, the people in my party love the chowder. I like the flavor, but it's a little too thick for me. I like a thin chowder, but right, they're right. award-winning. So uh, if you want chowder on the Cape, this and is a good place to start. And what was the vibe? Because, you know, Captain Parker's is a, is a pretty high-profile place on Cape Cod. You go in there, you feel welcome. What's it like in there? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it was pretty uh, pretty well attended when I went, which is great for a February. Uh, you know, people, locals know it. It's a place to go. A uh, place to you know, chat at the bar with some uh, friends or just get a nice meal. All right, Captain Parker's and beef, courtesy of, of beef. the Mung Man. Beef. Hey, Greg. Snakes! Yes. Snakes! Ah, I hate snakes! Snakes everywhere! I am terrified of snakes. I ha- actually dream of snakes. I absolutely have a primal fear of snakes. Well, I hate really? them. I hate them You live so in the much. right place, though. There are not Absolutely too many serious snakes on them. Cape Cod. Worse than spiders? There was a photo uh, online the other day. Of, they were in uh, this guy, this like this, like snake whisperer, was in um, Florida in the Keys or somewhere. Oh, no, the Everglades. And they've been overrun with uh, pythons. Yes. And this guy was like in this brush, and all of a sudden this python leapt out and was trying to bite him. Absolutely. That's, well, that, your, that's your nightmare. That right? can't happen here, but you can it's learn more me. about snakes, Greg. This might be a chance for you okay, to okay, okay. confront your fear. Right. Okay. Because a biologist is talking about tracking and helping snakes. Why would you help a snake? Sorry. Why? So you're the guy with that bumper sticker. <laughs> Why would you help a snake? You just zoom down Route 6. Biologist Liz Baldwin of Biodiversity Works will give a talk sponsored by the Harwich Conservation Trust about tagging and tracking black racer snakes. They tag snakes? It's got to be tough, right, to sneak up on a snake? Oh, yeah. Just got to put the little... I mean, I have occasionally surprised snakes, um, and they're in the sun, and they're kind of just dazed because they're doing the warm-up thing that they do. Yeah, they love that. But most of the time, if they, they'll move so fast... Once a common species, the snakes, black uh, racer snakes, are now a mass wildlife priority species for protection. Hmm. Biodiversity Works has been gathering data about the snake's habitat, use, and movements. And she'll talk about radio tagging snakes. Whoa. And all about black racer snakes. That's 2 o'clock Saturday at the Harwich Community Center. Suggested donation $5.00. 
That sounds maybe interesting. It does, actually. I've seen a black racer snake on the Cape. I think it was at the Long Pasture Wildlife Sanctuary. And these are, are sizable snakes. I they mean, are. they're not going to be boa constrictor size, but... Four they're, feet, they're maybe? Defi- like- yeah, yeah, four feet. They're definitely bigger than the garter snakes, which is probably, I would say, the most common ones on the Cape, which are kind of small and cute. But this one, you know, if you see that in the woods, you're going to kind of be like, that's a, that's a pretty good-sized snake. So I could actually track these to make sure that they're not, like, near my house. Ah, oh, Greg, this would be great if you became a, a snake tracker. Beep, beep. Oh, it's near my house. You'd be like Crocodile Greg D. (laughs) And you're out there just going around with like a safari hat on and a net. And you're confronting your fears of black racers. And maybe you have a theme song. Greg, Greg of the wild. (laughs) Getting snakes with a smile. Greg. Something like that. I like it. And so it's a Netflix series, and it's Greg the Snake Man. I could see Greg coming in like with a snake draped around his shoulder, just like one of our former favorite wrestlers, like Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, man. Oh, Greg. It was great to see you. Um, <laughs> or like, Greg, you got some really cool new uh, Black Racer boots that you're wearing. Oh, yeah. How did you get those Black Racer skins? I thought they were mass wildlife priority species. <laughs> then you'd pick your teeth with a big knife and say, don't ask any questions, mate. So I'd be like that. Yeah. So this could really change your life, Greg, to find out more about Black Racer Snakes. Saturday, 2 o'clock at the Harwich Community Center. That sounds like fun. And that's what we like here on the Cape Cod Fun Show. Quick mention about something happening very soon, actually. Thursday night uh, in Chatham. It's a big Lebowski screening with a party beforehand where you can dress up. Dude. 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 So you can grab your robe, a white Russian, and join them for a movie party and a screening of The Big Lebowski. You can come in character or however you abide and be greeted by a special character from the film. Who knows what they'll be dressed up as and head to the bar. You can get some kind of white Russian, which I guess is the official drink of The Big Lebowski, and watch it Thursday night. For us, that's tonight. So I can show up in my bathrobe and be my PJs. Yeah, why change now, Greg? I mean, you live your whole life <laughs> in your bathrobe same and PJs. Stuff. You know, you go home, you come to work. Why change? Robe. Why change? I mean, you've got your performance stuff for Stormy Days, so you get your Gore-Tex bathrobe. It's good performance stuff. Uh, you've got your uh, fleece pajamas. They're good in the mountain winds. Stay and, warm. Uh, it's all about being warm. I don't like your little bunny slippers, though. Oh, come on. Ah, are, come on, man. You can't cute. run in those. those what are, if there's trouble? Those are cute. Well, anyway, that's Thursday night at the Orpheum in Chatham. The party uh, starts at 7 p.m. The movie starts at 8.30 p.m. The Big Lebowski. Mung, it sounds like you were out at Musical Bingo at some point recently. Yeah, we re- we mentioned this on the uh, Fun Show podcast a while back, but just kind of throwing it out there as a cool thing to do on a weekday uh, in the off-season on the Cape. This is Patrick's Music Bingo over at Tenpin Eatery, uh, the uh, relatively new uh, bowling alley slash entertainment uh, restaurant complex in the mall. And what's cool about Music Bingo is it's not like trivia you don't have to think or pretty much do anything they give you a sheet and they give you a theme of every round like one hit wonders and they give you the name of the artist and the song and they actually play it so if you hear aha take on me and you have that on your card you just mark it and if you get you know five in a row cross on the column or anything you win i won ten dollars so that was a free strawberry shortcake 
$10. And uh, half of my appetizer last night. So that was awesome. And it's just, you know, hearing cool songs, chatting with people. Because uh, sometimes when you do really intense, you know, uh, gaming nights, you really have to focus. But this one is kind of just like listening to music, marking things on cards, having a little fun. So you don't really have to do too much. It's not like the anger that sometimes boils up over trivia or That's something right. like that. Because exactly. that can get pretty competitive. Yeah, there's no yelling. <laughs> people there's... call each other smarty pants. <laughs> You're a smarty pants. What's the ultimate? That sounds relaxing. Mm. It is very relaxing. You hear some good tunes, and it's free. I think they do it every every Wednesday from seven to nine, and uh, and then you're out by nine, and you're like, oh, I just did a lot of cool stuff, and then you can go to bed early. Wow. What's the vibe like over at the Ten Pin Eatery? Are people going there? Is it- well, last night it was bumping because it's school vacation week. And I'm at 9 o'clock. I'm like, why are all these children out? Why aren't they sleeping? And then I was like, oh, because they don't have to go to school. So they were out. Uh, it was packed. They have a, a like a virtual reality room, too, which had a lot of people hmm. playing virtual reality. And the, the lanes were packed. Uh, but, yeah, friendly vibe. And, uh, yeah, the servers were very nice. Food was good. See, Greg, he goes out at night. You could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? You could leave your house. What? Leave and at go night? Yeah, maybe go, go, to, go somewhere at night? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, people do that. It sounds like Mung was doing that and enjoying himself with his fellow human beings. Is crazy? Yeah. You might meet someone nice, strike up a conversation about, I don't know, uh, Star Trek, Data, uh, who knows? You and, can have fun. And there's plenty of parking at the mall at night. Lots of parking. Lots of parking at the mall. <laughs> That's for sure. What? <laughs> Look at you. There's lots of parking at the mall. Oh. Everybody knows that. Well, it's, uh, <laughs> you're trying to weasel out of this, Greg. I can tell. You won't be there doing music bingo. Only if I can find a parking space. So you speak for the great amount of folks on Cape Cod who don't go out at night. <laughs> um... Oh, I'm going out tonight, but I'll talk about it next week. What? No. Where are you going? I'm, uh, I'll talk about it next week. Well, that means you have to tune in next week to wow, figure out where Greg's going. Yeah. He's Never going out. Before. He's heading out. So you got a pass or something, or you have some kind of special <laughs> dispensation go, um, from the out. town authorities to heading leave out. your abode? Oh, yeah. Mystery oh. deepens. All right. Uh, All right. I'll um, report next week. As we move on, a uh, quick touch on some of the great breakfast spots you can find on Cape Cod. We have this at capecodtimes.com and capecodonline.com little summary of some recent breakfast places. I'm just going to throw them out to you guys. Because breakfast in the winter can give you what you need to achieve and dream and to get outside, which is what it's all about. Okay, this list includes the Celtic Kitchen in West Yarmouth. We've Ooh, heard some good delicious things about. corned beef hash there. Oh, yeah, you've had that, Mung? I have. Oh, let's, mm-hmm. let's test Mung with these breakfast places. <laughs> so he's been to the Celtic Kitchen. All right, how about Ann and Fran's Kitchen in West Yarmouth on Route 28? So good. Yes, I have been, been there. to Ann and Fran's. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, fine. Anything to look out for when we go there at Ann and Fran's? Oh, their home fries are really delicious there. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll stump him this time, Greg. He's no way he's been to Y'all's Wicked Kitchen in South Yarmouth. I have been to y'all's, but not for breakfast, unfortunately. Uh-huh. I have to get there. I have been to y'all's for their delicious beanless chili, Stumped. which is delicious. Uh, but I haven't been for breakfast, uh, but I but, should go. But the vibe you got when you went there, I remember you were pretty impressed with the So operation. great. I'm like obsessed with anything related to the South and Southern food. So they have huh. a really great Southern-inspired menu, and uh, they know their stuff there. Y'all's Wicked Kitchen. That's uh, South Yamath on Route 28. And here's one that is a little bit out of our usual orbit. We sort of live toward the Outer Cape, Mid-Cape, the Munakis Cafe in East Falmouth. Oh, I regret to say I have not been there. I lived down there for a while. 
Did they, was that there at the time? I do not know, but mm. uh, what they say is worth the price alone is house-made corned beef hash with potatoes, carrots, celery, and onions. Oh, yes. Oh, that sounds good, that, man. that is worth the trip to Falmouth right there. Munakis Cafe, that's 460 uh, Route 28 in East Falmouth. And man, I am getting hungry, fellas. We're going to have to cease operations here. And move on to the next meal and the next challenge. I need to eat lunch. I'm hungry. Take it easy, Greg. We'll let you go moments from now. Mung, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. And Greg, what a delight. Thank you for being here. As always, thank you. My name is Eric Williams. You've been listening to the Cape Cod Fun Show. Till next time. Till next week. See you.